this thing on? Sweet. Guys, welcome to Jiu-Jitsu's Goat House, where I talk to my guests about life, love, sex, and, you know, all the things that make us who we are. Hang out with us for a little bit today and enjoy what we have to say, or not, but I bet you will. What is up, guys? Uh, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Knox, we just got down. We just got finished at the gym. Yep. So for those of you guys that don't know Knox yet, my podcast guest for today, Knox is a great friend of mine. We kind of, I guess you could say we grew up together. Yeah. I mean, we grew up in the same circles and uh, so we're, we, we uh, experienced a lot of, a lot of fun things together. We, we had a lot of parties at Caleb's house. Oh yeah. Man, parties. Those days are crazy, man. Sometimes I, uh, I look back and I'm glad we didn't get in more trouble. Yep. I know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad you have me on your podcast. Glad you have me on your podcast, but I am, I am a black dude, Mm -hmm. never done drugs before, drank my first beer when I was 22, raised on a farm. So the stereotype black dude, I really don't understand him that much. So, okay. Well, okay. So we're getting right into this. I'm, I'm cool with this. Actually, I do understand him. Sorry to interrupt. Well, okay. So the, here's the thing. So Knox is a great friend of mine. I consider him uh, pretty level-headed, uh, business owner, kind of a kind of a renaissance man, if you will. And uh, we, I decided I wanted to have him on the podcast. And he has a completely different perspective from a lot of people I know. And he's also really funny. So um, I figured this would be this would kind of be a fun thing. Um, but uh, I think later on in the podcast we'll get to um, a segment. That I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of ripped it from Dave Chappelle. Ask a black guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Paul Mooney. Yeah, yeah. Paul Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, there's it's funny because there's there's people that, I guess they don't have a lot of, but around here there's not a ton of black people anyways. Central Coast is not super duper diverse. And there's no real reason for it other than it's expensive to live here. You know, a lot of people don't want to live here. Um, like, uh I mean, it's, it, unless you have money. Well, no, it, it's not that. Look, black people don't know about this stuff. They don't. They don't really move a lot from wherever they're they're at, you know. Unless that's, some become a famous rapper or something. Even if fair. they hit the lottery, they just buy big rims and cars and stuff, and they stay in the same area. But they don't know about these places. I never thought a lot of that. people they don't know about these places. So yeah. since there's not a ton of black people on the central coast, um, it was kind of funny. It was it's always, always kind of fun to hang out with you, anyways. Now it's like you're it, like. We'll go downtown, like even last night you were at my work, and we were having a good time. And you were on the dance floor dancing around, and uh, I, I noticed you approached like an older lady. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The old short older lady. Uh-huh. And she looked scared for a second. Yeah. And then about 20 seconds later, she was jibing. She was oh, filming. After she felt my dick. Oh, wait, can I say, <laughs> sorry about that. No, hey, can, hey, I, I, can I say that or? Yeah, no, this oh, is. Oh, sorry about is, that. I, I told you, if I get out of hand, man, just. No, you know, no, no, just, this isn't anything goes podcast. <laughs> Listen, this podcast is just a conversation okay. between us. I'm going to turn the fire down just and simmer it down. Pretend it's not on. Pretend <laughs> it's just the two of us talking. It was funny, though. Um, <laughs> no, it was funny last night um, to just like watch people, watch people see you get on the dance floor and not know what to expect. Yeah. And then. Do you get that a lot? Is that like something you you like? Probably I mean, not. In, not where you're from. Not in, not from the Central Valley. Oh no, it it happens so. everywhere, because, <clears throat> like, like I always try to tell everyone, I am the perfect man. I know people. I heard that, you say that last night. <clears throat> yeah, because I am. I'm I'm perfect. So, whenever I go out to do anything, whenever you see someone that's perfect, 
like it's hard for you to comprehend because a lot of people don't see perfect people. So it's really hard for people to comprehend when you see someone perfect. They're like, wow, look at this guy. What is he doing? And it's extraordinary. You know what I mean? So I will explain that if you need me to. No, go ahead. I, I want to <clears> know. Like, I, you don't really hear people call themselves perfect a lot. So I, I know. I, I kind of want you to break that down for okay, me. So why you say it, I guess. So if you don't think I'm perfect, you have to name something that you think is imperfect about me. What's imperfect? What do you think is imperfect about me? But that would be, just be my opinion. Huh, exactly. Everyone's opinion. Every time you ask someone, it'll just be their opinion. You okay. know what I mean? It'll be their stereotype of what they think perfect is. But me, as me, I am the perfect me. You know? I can't be anyone else. So I could be very good at being me because I make up this person. So are you telling me that like when you you get out of the shower, you look in the mirror, you feel like that's that's what you want to be. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's the perfect me. Damn. I wish I had that in my life. I don't, what? I don't feel like that. <clears throat> I don't feel like that. I feel like when I... Um, I feel like when I, uh, when I'm like looking at myself in the mirror, I, I don't see perfect. I don't see it. I don't. I, don't, I think most people don't see perfect. Uh, what do you want? Like a six pack? I mean. So I mean, part of me feels like I w- would like to have a six pack, but I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm not willing to do what it takes to get that. Is the thing. Uh, like you know, a lot of people like they they work out, they have a six pack, but it it feels like it affects their quality of life. For me. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, it, it you know, it's it's a lot of work to have a six pack anyway. But you know, it's a lot of work to have a lot of things. Girls put on, you know, war paint, you know what I mean, to trick guys. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You know, I, I uh, so David and I talked about that on one of on our one of our last podcasts, I think. We might have talked about makeup and, and how it changes like the way you look. But it's a it could really, really do a number. Like you can really We've we've all seen girls that look totally different with makeup on or off. Okay. A lot of them. Okay. Riddle me this. Girls don't like guys that lie, right? They always say that. Correct. Oh my God, guys, they're just liars. You you heard that, right? You know. So <laughs> of course. Look it, but but they can wear makeup. We can't lie. I say it's a perfect balance, equal opportunity. You know that Me Too movement, all that bull. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm just saying we should be able to lie if they're able to put the makeup. <laughs> Hey, I, I, yeah, it is a lie in a way, We're, but it's also, I think it's people's idea of self-improvement, which is crazy because so, it, so many girls are just so, like so much better looking without makeup. I think hey. I like a natural look. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes if you really have the, your eyes done right, everything's just done perfect. Your eyebrows and everything's good. Like you're like, okay, what's up, girl? But just personally, I like a natural look anyways. I don't really like a, like a, an overdone, like, have you, have you seen Cardi B without makeup? Or like Adele, no hot garbage, bro. Oh, see, I don't know. Well, you know what, Jeremy? To be honest with you, it's not the look; it's the feel. It's the feel, because they all look the same in the dark, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. But hey, look, <laughs> for reals, man. Hey, the paint. I mean, the makeup. The paint. The I like makeup. the fact you called it one paint. <laughs> okay, they have paint. And we have the lies. So it's a perfect balance. So next time a guy thinks about lying to a girl and he feels bad about himself, say, if she wears makeup, bro, it's all good. Oh, you're losing our female listeners right now. They're just they're tuning yeah. you out, bro. Oh, tuning you out. Okay, let me get back on it. No, okay. No, no, I want you to be real. But I understand what you're saying. I can make up some lies and get them back. <laughs> <laughs> 
bet you could. Hey, you know what? I'm going to just tell you like this. We got to get more women's rights and more, more women's rights and balance things, especially in the workplace. Like, girls should be able to work construction and wear spandex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they shouldn't be criticized about it. I'm with that. About it. I'm with I mean? that. Yeah. But how many construction, how many male construction workers wear spandex? They don't have to. They, you know, they could if they want. They just, they just think jeans are the best, you know? Uh, jeans are just more durable. Yeah. What if they made denim spandex? I mean, they kind of do, I guess. <sighs> I saw some of those before. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about super, super tight jeans. Yeah. But so, like, you know what? Actually, you want to talk about lies? I read an article today about okay. a lady uh-huh. in Las Vegas who was cleaning the hotel. Okay. Okay? What she did is she found a condom in there. You know what I'm saying? She was semen in there. And she put it inside the cha-cha, whatever you want to call it. Uh, put it in there. Okay. Two million dollars came out, bro. Bile right there. Some of it belonged to a rich dude. Yes. How the fuck does that happen? Hey, let me let me explain Hold to you. Hold on. Let me ex- Okay, go I, ahead. Okay, I want to... Okay, so I want to know. Like, there's... I have questions about this. The first thing is... I mean, I guess it wouldn't be too hard to know, like, if he was rich or not, based on where the hotel was, or she saw him, or whatever else. Cool. Secondly, how fresh is that jizz in this condom? Okay. Thirdly, what was the... What was the uh, <clears throat> introduction method... Like turkey based or what? And also, how the fuck did she get somebody? How did, did she get him to pay like child support or like how, how, how is a how in the real world could a judge rule for that? Okay, let me break it down to you, brother. You know, I'm all about breaking it down. All, you know but also, one, one last question. Go ahead. How reputable is the source you got this from? Man, because you know, you know what? You know what? If somebody wants to check it, it's a court case. Okay. Open it up, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can do what you got to do. Okay, but so let me let me explain. A maid. To you. Okay, yeah, one of those cleaning ladies. Yep. This guy was 24 years old, and I think she was maybe like, she might have been like 34. So check this out. She goes into the room to clean the room. Uh huh. She looks. He leaves a uh, um a bank receipt. You know the uh, ATM receipts. Okay. He leaves it on the dresser. She looks at it, sees the bands. He's like a like a tech guy. Okay. You know, so he makes a lot of money. So she looks at it, sees it's a million dollars. She opens, like she goes to clean out the trash can. There's a condom right there. Picks it up right there in the room. Cock, you know, spread eagle. Dumps it in right there. Boom. And then four years later, four years later, mm-hmm. this guy's 28, you know, and um, he gets a lawsuit. Bam, hit on him. Ah. And the the um, the judge ruled that he pays her two million dollars. For the years he wasn't in his son's life, you know? That sounds fucking ridiculous. <clears throat> and she even admitted it. In the case, she admitted it that she did man. this stuff. She admitted that she did this. She wanted she wanted a baby at the time so bad. She was getting older. She wanted a baby really bad. And she want, and she said, why not have a baby with a rich man? Boom. Got oh it. Oh, my God. And he had to pay $2 million. So now he's trying to, like, countersue her for, um, you know, like violation of privacy but it seems like that's a huge violation of privacy it seems like that's like i mean she that's that sounds like something she should go to jail for to be honest and you know what make let me let me like even before the two million dollar like payout i know but you want to know the kicker i'm gonna gonna hit you with the kicker the the kicker right here this is the kicker she was black man damn (laughs) 
And what color was he? I don't know. He probably, you know, Betty White. <laughs> Have you seen those memes that are like, yeah, once yeah, you see yeah. a secret, you hear about a new a new shooter, active shooter, and they, yeah. they show a picture of Betty White? Every time someone says something, I just send them the picture of her. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. But I've heard, I mean, I've heard of, I've heard of crazy stuff. I've heard of like really gnarly schemes to, to get people to, uh, to pay, you know, like different little little you know ways that they try to get money out of people but to i don't I, man but she's i feel like i want to read more into that yeah you should you we should. we need a jamie you know what i mean like a like to Joe Rogan. just just like jamie yeah. pull that up one of these days one of these days hey get you know what i went through a lot of different sources i don't even know that i should have i should have like I, I don't write these sources down so i go and i look at all the different stories about the same uh-huh. situation yeah. to and then to to match it up you know, I do that with everything. Yeah. I do it with everything. So, you know, is the story true? Hey, I don't know. But hey, we'll have to look at how does you how do you know she's black? What was her name? Because her picture was on the like one of the oh. articles. You know what I'm saying? I saw her, oh, and he cool. would never hit hit that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, she's one of those. Yep, she was a cleaning Listen, lady. You know I'm gonna what I mean? tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something that I heard recently blew my mind and changed the way I think about people. When it comes to looks, a close friend of mine, a very trusted friend, a handsome man, um, a gentleman, he looked me dead in the eye and he told me, Jeremy, just remember, when it comes to looks on a woman, you know what I mean, for, for a woman, the things we see with our eyes, you know, just, just first impressions more than anything else because you can't see, you know, when it comes to looks, a one is just as rare as a ten. Oh, look at it hit you with that. Yeah, that's that knowledge. I wasn't ready from the for ancient. it. You yeah, know what I mean, <clears throat> yep. Yeah, it's, do, you, it, do you have any bucket list items? Like as far as women go, do you like? Is it? Oh, I am not gonna go down the bucket list on okay, the podcast. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's gonna be public. I want to. I want to. I really want to. <laughs> I even want to talk about things that I've done, like, like even just growing up, like, like. Having girls and doing everything was just set up like everything was set up for making love to women, and I make love to women. I'm not even gonna lie. Every girl that I've ever slept with was like if they were my wife, mm-hmm. and I was really making love to them. Like that's how that's how I get into it. But it sounds like too much work. It's such a, like I mean, it's such make believe. It sounds even fun and even if I'm but even you know if I mean? I'm like if even, I can do it in twelve minutes, cool. No, even if like. We're doing crazy stuff. Remember how I was telling you that I only did military press mm-hmm. so I can pick girls up like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do military press with 130 pounds because that's kind of like the range I like like girls. And I'm kind of like a bigger guy. And I like to grab their thighs and pick them up in the air. And girls get scared. Mm-hmm. But then when I bring them down. Pick them up in the air? Like, yeah, pick them up like this. Oh, like, like on your hips. Just kind of bounce them on you. No, 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 no. I grab their thighs and pick them up over my head like that. Super strong, man. Pick them up and set and set them right on my face. <laughs> you know, there's better ways to do that. Of course it is, but you don't understand. <laughs> there's what I'm more telling efficient you. ways to yeah, do that. Yeah, but when you pick a girl up in the air, they feel like they're gonna fall, so they get nervous and tensed up, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then you just boom, and then they like when they come down, they feel more comfortable as they come down mm-hmm. and they sit right on goodness. You know what I mean? 
No, I don't. Yeah. I don't never done Have it. Have you that ever way. climbed high in a tree? I've before? never picked somebody up just to set them down on my face. First of all, I've always liked a variety of different sizes of gals. And you know, like you I'm not uh, what did uh what did my dear friend Andrew Pifferini say? She ain't a lady if she ain't two eighty. Huh. I but can't military press 280. Maybe. I know, but if she's like a deuce, deuce and a half, that is way too heavy to be sitting like sitting dude, on your face. Period. When you were like choking me out, I could feel like the the skin on my face. You know what I mean? And I could barely breathe. Now, just think <laughs> if you had like a like someone like a deuce, deuce and a half sitting down, all that thighs meat on your face, thigh meat on you. Yeah. So, um, but <clears throat> have you ever climbed high in a tree? I bet there's guys that's probably mm-hmm. gonna listen that climbed high in a tree and you get kind of nervous looking down. Mm-hmm. You know that nervous feeling. But then when you get to the ground, you know how you feel so comfortable, like oh, I feel good that I'm back on the ground. Mm-hmm. So that feeling, at least I think girls felt like that because they were up and they were scared and we shaking. Some, and then I bring them down and then they're comfortable. We need some peer reviews on that. Yeah, we do have. I'm, I'm curious on. about how <clears throat> I'm, I understand the logic behind it. I understand what you're saying. But, but the, the numbers on it is really what I want to see. Okay, so everything I've ever done when I was younger, like working out and everything was just for the lady. The way I had my room set up, like how high my bed was, everything was set up just for <laughs> making love. Yeah, everything was set up like that. Like, and then well, I... Um, I mean, you do have your priorities. I respect that. It's, yeah. And then, it, do you and, feel like, is it still like that? Is it still, you feel like everything in your life is set up just for the ladies? No. No, 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 not no. so much anymore. Because I, I, you know what? I love myself so much that I kind of like go with the flow of me. That's what happens when you're perfect, I guess. I know. Mm. It took a long time to get like that, though. You know, it would be actually, honestly, it would be super cool. Like on a real note, it would be super cool. I think if people love themselves more, I think if people just found the space in their life to, to actually respect themselves and love themselves. And it's, it sounds super cliche, you know, but like. A lot of people's problems just come from a sense of self-worth, and, I, and I'm preaching to the choir here because honestly, like I'm, I'm that guy. You know what I mean? I've always had a problem with self-worth, and I'm not sure where it came from. You know, I'm a middle child. My parents had a lot of commitment, and I just kind of took what I could get. You know what I mean? I was comfortable with hand-me-down clothes and stuff like that, and so I've, I've kind of struggled with that. That's been a, like a thing for me all my life, is self-worth. And so this is that's part of why it's so foreign to me when you're like I'm a perfect man and I'm looking at you thinking like, all right, cool dude, like we're just talking yeah, out of your ass. Everybody's like, but he's like, a douche. Yeah. he's a douche. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds pompous. It doesn't. It doesn't. It sounds enough. pompous. It's not what we're used to hearing. Of course. But not. the idea behind it is like, I'm the perfect. It's not that you're perfect by other people's standards, but if <laughs> you're if you were perfect by your own standards. What I'm saying is I don't even feel like I'm perfect by my own standards. Like, I have a higher standard for myself. I've looked better than I look now. I've been more fit. You know, there's, I mean, there, there's things about me I wish I could change, not just physically, but, like, you know, uh, attributes and stuff like that. So I can't look at myself. I don't feel like I could be honest with myself and look at myself and be like, yo, yeah, like, you're the perfect guy. Okay, let me let me break this down to you. Because we're all, a lot of people are confused about what life is supposed to be. Okay? Now, this right here, this there was a moment in my life where I experienced what life is really about. So let me break this story down. Okay, remember I lived here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember why I moved away from here? The reason uh, your mom, your mom sick. was sick. Yeah. yeah, she got sick with the cancer. Mm-hmm. So I moved back. <clears throat> now, I had money saved up, so I kicked back with my mom and just you know 
like for the last like six months of her life, I just chilled with her, right? Just hung out, we talked and laughed and everything. So um, when the doctor said like, they were like, hey, um, um, we can't do anything anymore. Like we can't do anything, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's gonna die now. And then my mom was like, you know, that's messed up, huh? Isn't that messed up that I'm just gonna die? And I was like, yeah, that's pretty messed up. That was the part that hurt me so much. Like when she was like, she when when she told me that she was like, yeah, I um, she's like, hey, that's pretty messed up that I'm gonna die. And uh, but I'm glad that she went before I did because she made me like a stronger man. You know, then I think she would have because she loved me so much because she was 16 when she had me. So we were like raised together. Mm -hmm. So um, when my mom was like dying and she was sicker, she can't walk anymore. And it, it like you could see like her life just fading away mm -hmm. and we hung out. But in those moments of her laying in her bed, she was standing at my house and we had like the hospital bed there. Mm -hmm. And um, in those moments, in those moments of her dying, nothing else in the world mattered except for life. Nothing else mattered in the world. Money, cars, girls, any nothing mattered except for life. I would have gave anything if they told me, you know what? We'll let your mom live for one more year if you give us the rest of your life. Like you would trade that. You mm -hmm. would trade it just to, you know, even like the hugs, the hugs were even sweeter. Like the I love you's meant way more. And this right here changed, it like changed the whole momentum of life for me. The whole perspective that I had. You just feel like life, you have a greater appreciation for the, your own life now. Because all you, look, life is the only thing that we're living for. Creating life is it. All you have to do is have a baby. Everything else is extra. extra. Everything else we do is extra. And I know this sounds crazy, but life is the only thing with the, the value. Everything else is extra. Like if you want like nice shoes, nice clothes, that's all extra. And people put so much on it that it makes you crazy. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, I can see your perspective on it. Um, I don't know that I share that perspective with regards to, to not, you know, it, it almost makes it sound like if you don't have a child, then, then you, uh, then your, your, your life is not worth living. And no, maybe, no, no. Maybe that's not what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, want to get that, that um, misconstrued. But um, what, what I'm what I'm saying, or I guess the point that I would that I would want to make is, um, I mean, for you, yeah, li life being about um, being about uh, the meaning of life being life itself, right? Um, I think quality of life is another thing, not just with regards to like possessions or whatever. You know what you can accumulate to yourself, but just the times that you have, you know, yeah, the good times, yeah, the good times, the good times, like, yeah, the times that you spend enjoying yourself, whatever it is. It the sucky thing though is that it just it doesn't last forever. Jeremy, yeah. what does old people do when whatever they're done? The they want, yeah, when they're done, when they're done working their whole lives, they they find a few friends and they chill and chop it up about all the good stuff they did in their life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, so experiences, really. Experiences, I guess, is the... I guess that's the end goal, telling stories. Sure. That makes sense. Can have, you know, sit around the fire barrel and so tell weird, stories. Man. It's so weird, man. <clears throat> Life in general is so weird when you think about the fact that 
I've always thought that there's three major components of life. There's time, there's energy, and there's finance, kind of, like, means. When you're a baby, when you're young, you're a child, you have all the time in the world. You play, you run around. This time is not a thing for you, just like the sun comes up, the sun goes down. You have a lot of energy, but you don't really have the means, you don't have the ability to do exactly what you want all the time. Right. As you get a little bit older, you approach adulthood, right? You, you, the idea is to level those out. So if you had enough time to yourself to where you're happy, you had the energy level, right? And those two sometimes go hand in hand. Say you have a job that pays you a lot, but you're there all the time. You have no more. You have no energy because you're always there, and you have no time, but you have the money. So you're you're unbalanced, right? So yeah. we look for we look for that balance, and then as you get older. You know, hopefully you have you had a good job, you made some good investments, whatever it was that took you to a good place in life, and you are able to kind of have those three again. The unfortunate thing is that as you get older, you don't have the energy. You might have the time and you might have the money, but your energy level is not there. So you could travel the world, but you know. You go to motels and go to sleep? Yeah, like my dad does. <laughs> like my dad does. Yeah. You get there and you're just like, ah, I guess I'm just gonna knock out. Yeah. My dad, my dad's so funny. They went to Florida um, when my when my brother and sister were teenagers. They went to Florida, and my dad was like, I'm just gonna live my life. He had won a big settlement, you know, for his lawsuit. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, so they stayed at a nice resort, and they went to this. He went to this buffet. In case you know, my dad. I mean, we came up poor. It felt weird. We were middle class, but we kind of felt like we were poor. But like, my dad went to this fancy buffet where they had like steak and lobster you know all this like really high quality stuff in florida and my dad was there for four hours bro he just ate and like sat back at the table and leaned back you know put his hands put his arms behind his head clasped his head just kind of laid back take a little nap at the table got up and ate some more he ate for four hours my my brother and sister were like yeah we walk, we went out we walked around we did stuff in the mall we came back and dad was still eating <laughs> whoa just enjoying it Enjoying life. You know what? You know the the only thing that scares me about the end of life. Mm -hmm. Well, the end of your time, not death. Death doesn't scare me because I understand death differently now that uh, that I know that we are Africans. Oh, that's so it's so disturbing the way I was taught. But um, the thing that's disturbing to me is that like my mom wasn't married, mm -hmm. and if I wasn't there to be like you know be there to give her hugs and to bring her water and to take care of her mm -hmm. like who would have been there you know what i mean it was hard to find people to to help Demetrio's mom actually came and helped me you know a lot she came she stepped up the plate sister zapeta she came and she helped me a lot with everything you know because you know how hard it is like when your mom's catheter falls out and like it's your mom and no one's there and the machine's beeping and you know, it's real stressful, man. It's real yeah. stressful. And, uh, but she came to help me with all these, you know, with all those little things. But, um, like having someone next to you to help you through those end times, that's the only thing that worries me. That's the only thing that worries me because I just, you know. Well, I think that's why you develop friendships along the way, man. And people that you know will have your back. Ooh, people that, that will because everyone at the end of the day is kind of out for themselves in a way yeah like what we have to look out for ourselves 
And so sometimes, like, if I was sick, like, you're a good friend of mine, but if I was sick and I, like, needed some care, I can't expect you to leave your life in Corcoran to come over here to take care of me. You know what I mean? My family might. Um, I mean, I'm trying to... I don't know yeah. which of my family would. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. My mom might. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Mom, I have yeah. some great friends. But, you know, we I, all, I, I don't think Caleb's going to take time out of his life to, you know, <laughs> he might pay somebody. You know, Josh has got his own thing. My, my siblings all have their own thing going on. But at the end of the day, like, just kind of developing friendships. And, and, and you know, in your case, you have kids. So, yeah. you know, hopefully your kids will, will kind of get you through. But I wouldn't worry about it. You know, worry's like a rocking chair, dude. It just get, gives you something to do. Does it get you a damn oh, place? Man. Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to move into this section. Um, I think this is kind of going to be fun. Um, and I know we've kind of like talked about, we've kind of talked through some life stuff already. This is as serious as I've ever gotten on this fucking podcast, man. For real? Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's, let's get on to ch- chatting. Hey, you know, I've changed my mind. Like I changed my drawers <laughs> at least once a week. At least once a week. <laughs> Well, no. So what I want to do is I want to kind of, I want to do this, this section, we're going to call it Ask a Black Dude. Um, and, uh, and I've gotten, I actually, you know, put it out there into the, into the, uh, to the internet, to my friend group. And I kind of asked, um, I said, what are some things that you might want to, um, what, what are some things that you might want to ask a black person that you've maybe been too uncomfortable to ask? Because there's cultural differences, right? There's like racial divides between us. Sometimes we don't understand, you know, why people do what they do or, or why they act like they act. I mean, if you don't grow up in a culture, you just don't understand that culture 100 percent, unless you've really been immersed in it. So your perspective, right, being different from ours. So I have some questions, um, and uh, we're gonna try to have fun with this. All of these questions are anonymous, so I'm just gonna kind of ask them in a row. You don't have to shotgun style. You don't have to shut oh, no, this one at a time. Yeah. Like, we got time, man. So, uh, let's see. One person says, Why is it only blonde white chicks that like black dudes and never brunettes? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, why do blonde chicks like black guys? Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's the question that I got. I'm going to just read these as I got them. Well, you know what? Um, black guys don't really like white girls like people think they do. No. No. This is a surprise. Yeah, very big. Everybody's because it's shocked. well because it seems like as a like a lot of these a lot of the celebrities once you have money, a lot of celebrities seem like they end up with white girls, black yeah. celebrities, or you um, have money, they end up with a nice car too. Okay, you know, and they end up with you know the nicest Jordans or those uh what are those ones the the Yeezys you know oh, those are but trash, but, but but with white women, with white women let me explain something to you. It's fun because it's the image of the American way to have a white woman, you know, is like, it's glorified. It's glorified, right. you know, it's glorified. You're high on the hog when you have a white woman. But do you feel like that's more glorified by black culture or white culture? Or no, who, it's who by black. It's, 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 it's by, it's by um, the, Amer- the black, I guess the, you know, the um, descendants, uh, well, American descendants of slaves. So that, that image of having a white woman is like the trophy of all trophies. It's like winning the presidency. The presidency, you know, it's like well, the, the trophy. Uh, it's the highest, like the highest standard you can get on an image, for an image. Okay. But but having a white lady, like having a white girlfriend, it's not cool. It is not cool when you're around 
black a lot of black people. I've noticed that a lot. I've no, well, I've noticed that uh, that like um, like if a black dude is dating a white girl, that she gets she's definitely getting the stink eye from the other from the black girls around. Yeah, of course. There's of like course, a, there's a real that's a real thing. I've no, it, it is a real thing. But like I was saying, um, the the <clears throat> when you have a like say okay, so when you have a, a white girlfriend and you go to like their parents' house for dinner and stuff. Like, it really throws the, like, off balance. I know people say, like, oh, my parents love them, and, yeah, you know, but, dude, partying with black people and partying with white people, it's so different. Coming to, like, like if you take that white girl to, a, like, a black family reunion, mm-hmm. bro, it, like, you can, she can learn how to dance and twerk and do different things, you know, or she could be, like, upper class white girl, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, but it, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. She, when you go... Like say if we went out on a date, mm-hmm. and like every you and me all, have met. huh? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I know. What yeah, saying. but when you couple up, yeah. If I had like a a black queen with me, and uh-huh. I'm like rolling through, mm-hmm. like it's a it's a good deal. It's a good deal to be like for me to be with a black lady, and we're sitting amongst like a lot of white people or Mexican people or whoever we're sitting amongst. But when you balance your own kind, it just you know. It sits. It sits differently. It sits way differently. I mean, it's crazy, but because no one ever thinks outside the box. Well, we don't want to talk about it. I think. I think one thing that is uncomfortable for a lot of people is it's not super duper comfortable to say, "Hey, man." Uh, a lot of times, um, you know, you 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 sound like an asshole if you say, "Bro, I'm just gonna make a I'm just gonna make a blanket statement here and say." White folks belong with white folks. Black folks belong with like, but you can say that it sounds ignorant. It sounds untrue, but the intention behind it could be more about the fact that the cultures are so different that you can mesh with your culture better. You understand your culture better than trying to mix two cultures. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent accurate, right? It's, what 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 that means is that's everyone else's way of living, but that's not the American way. The American way. You can have it the way you want. You know what I mean. You mm-hmm. can stack that burger with lettuce and cheese or whatever you whatever else blonde. you want on it, and blonde. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I guess I'm mean, okay. So the question is, why is a blonde white chicks that like black dudes and never brunettes? I don't know that that's that's true. I think I've seen them. Like, oh, they're talking shirt. about the why the white girl likes the black guy. It's because of the style and how cool they are. That's what it is. Like, okay. Like that. That's what they like. Like that's, most white girls, it's because of. Um, it's just the style that they have, like that, that, you know, because they're so in tune with themselves, you know, they don't have to think about, they don't think a lot of those black guys that they're talking about, the white girls like, mm-hmm. they're not in tune with anything else except for themselves. And they're so high, like their aura is so high that people just like, they, they, like they kind of funnel to them, those guys. People are, people. Yeah. They don't worry about work. They don't worry about kids. They don't, all they worry about is like. You know, shining, you know, shining. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why those girls like them. Okay. Let's move, uh, let's, let's move on. And, um, we're going to go to another question. Um, this one's a little more serious, I guess. How do you personally feel about other black people who act typically racist towards white people or black people? Yeah. We'll just, we'll just. Well, you can read the whole question. It's fine. Well, yeah. the the next one it's kind of like a two part question, so we'll all talk about it. Okay. How do you feel about? How do you personally feel about other black people who act 
typically racist towards white people? Okay, now that's a good question because remember I told you that I've never I, I've never saw black people hating white people, mm-hmm. and I've always saw white people that hated black people. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what I was raised around. I was raised around like uh, black people that loved everyone, but I, then I also knew white people that hated black people. So when I my first time going to New York in Harlem, my girlfriend was white, mm-hmm. and that's the first time I've ever experienced um, black people hating white people just for being white just for being white just for being white well not just because being white but you know because of the history american history so yeah and they were like calling her white devil and the blue-eyed devil and all this stuff and she had blue eyes was it uh, like was it like friends of yours or just random people no it was random people random people but i had that back brace on i couldn't even get crazy but my friend that i was with got crazy yeah yeah he almost shot one of the guys man it was so scary but because they, they were they were like that aggressive about me looking at they were holding up like slave pictures and stuff like this is what that like, white people done like that like going crazy yeah. and it was disgusting to me yeah disgusting you know but with the knowledge I have now I would check them you know yeah. I would check them because I had something similar happen to me and it, it's kind of I I it was it was a particular a particular event that happened. Um, uh, my girlfriend at the time, Kelly, was um, was. This has been years ago. Let's see, we were, we had gone to Food for Less, here in San Luis, and um, and uh, we were getting ice cream. It was like late at night too. It was funny. We were just like sitting in bed. We're like, man, we should go get some ice cream. That's what we. So we go to get some ice cream. We're walking out the door, real close to the exit, yeah. and this like tweaker looking dude, um, is kind of behind us with his lady and he gets closer to me and he leans over and he says why don't you get yourself a brown girl you fucking spick <laughs> and I just like looked at him I was so surprised because I don't, you don't really Experience get it. usually get that in yeah. St. Louis you know that I just kind of like smiled like what and I, and I looked at him I'm thinking like I like I was super I was pretty annoyed I mean like I, I felt like it was really rude but on the other side like even though I was, I was kind of upset about it. I looked up and I saw the surveillance camera. You know how they had that surveillance camera that's on the exit, uh-huh. and that camera doesn't have sound. And I looked at it and I thought, if I turn around and I fight this man because of what he said to me, the camera's not going to see that. The camera's going to see a white dude minding his own business, and I turn around and lose my marbles all over his face. You know, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. I just and I. Um, and I, I remember, you know, Kelly like stiffened up and like looked at me and kind of grabbed a hold of my shoulder cause she thought I was going to freak out. And, um, I just looked at the dude and I'm, you know, kind of gave him a mean face and I looked at this woman and this woman looked busted, bro. Like she hadn't slept in 19 days, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no teeth in the front. And I just looked at him like I said, I, uh, I can see why you're upset. And then I just turned around and walked off, you know? But like that was it's funny it stuck in my mind so well um i you know i've gotten looks and stuff when i was with you know uh other races other than mine you know i just you know we just look different and i've gotten funny looks and stuff but i, I never really let it bother me i don't like personally i don't um i only feel i feel like and we might have a difference of opinion here but i feel like that like people that are racist they only have the power you give them. Um, in in 
like in a situation where if somebody was to call you the n-word like and you freak out they controlled you they made you move remember you talked about casting spells you were telling me like there's certain things oh, you can do wanna, to cast spells i don't want to talk about do, should we talk about spells i don't want well, no, to let's go, crazy. We'll go over that late they'll go over that later okay, but, okay. but i mean <clears throat> but but like you know like the, so if um it just yesterday we had a we had a situation where where at work um i had a i had a an incident involving um a couple people that we, that were guests at the bar and uh, we asked them to leave and they were they said some racial stuff but to me it's just a noise it's just a word you know i and when i say racist only have the power you give them i don't i'm not going to give him power to ruin my day i'm not going to make him i'm not going to let him make me dance you know i'm not going to like just lose my marbles because he said something dumb that's how i feel about racists but it, it's um it's interesting to see like the way that that uh that you were that you kind of broke it down, I guess. You know? Oh, okay. But yeah. like, all right, we got off a little off track here, but uh, let's see. Um, here's kind of a, a, a fun one. I think you'll probably have more fun with this. Um, I noticed a lot of black people have cool singing or musical talents. Let's see. Uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think they have uh, like... What do you think like a lot of black people are maybe have like you know, dancing ability or singing ability, like more musical, a lot of, a lot of entertainers. Uh, well, <clears throat> it's because, it, you know what, that's, that's just a human ability. That's mm -hmm. just a human ability. It's just really recognized because that's what black people do to get on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you see more black people doing it. But okay. if, if white people focused on it, they would do the same thing. They would sing just as good and, yeah, you know. I could agree with that. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's not that black people do it. It's just that, like, even, like, with the entertainment, you know, playing basketball, playing baseball, there was one time where white people were so on top that black people had to go to the extraordinary to do whatever white people had done. You know, like, if we played basketball together, like, the white people have, like, you know, an eight-foot court, and black people have a 12-foot court, you know? And mm -hmm. you have to jump higher, you have to shoot higher, you have to do things way more extreme to, to you know, to get on that level. And eventually... <laughs> You know, when things start to level out, you just you'll you'll notice that wow, that they're dunking sense. ten feet. They're dunking it so easily, and we can't even jump. You guys never had to jump that high. You never yeah. had to sing like that. You know, so that's so this they, is what happens. So they're more frequently using it as a it as a platform. Yeah, it's a it's it's just a platform. Yeah, that's why you see like a lot of like black rappers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's because that's how they ha they they do it because it's uh rapping is like playing the lottery in the black community mm -hmm. you know every sense. everyone's doing it because everyone wants that break you know mm -hmm. that's it that's all it is but that's a human ability anyone can do it it's not just black people okay all right uh this one's kind of fun um how do you feel about other races wearing dreadlocks cornrows or braids oh how do i feel about it yeah. Or how does how do my community feel about it? Well, let's start with you first. Let's give your, your personal <laughs> opinion first. My personal opinion? Yeah. In America, you know, I'm a 100% I'm a true American. So I say express yourself, baby. Express yourself. You want to wear braids? You want to do this and that? You know, be the perfect you. Yeah. I know people, you know, they're going to judge in a different way. But, yeah, I don't care if, if white people have dreads and Mexican people have dreads. Black people have dreads. You know what? 
everyone culture skilled. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. We just. I think yeah, what you, you could call it. So people call it cultural appropriation. That's the thing they say. Like you, you stole our culture. You're, you're, uh, you're have you have uh, cornrows or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we've all we're kind of like the melting pot, right? We 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 find each other's. We're using each other's tools. Yeah. I mean, like we're 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 using an electronic that was probably made by, you know, a white dude. Somewhere, you know, yep. we just we're, we're using what's available to us, what we think might be. Let me tell you, let me tell you, Jeremy. Let me just tell you like this: people, like the black community, they get mad when they see white girls with cornrows and different stuff. You know, mm-hmm. the black community, they get you know, they get butt hurt about it because of slavery. A lot of stuff, like the jealousy that you see with black people, are it, it has a lot to do with slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't I didn't know anything about racism until after I learned about slavery in sixth grade when they taught us about slavery. Everything changed from there on up. Boom. Just like that. So, um, but, and like most things people do, uh-huh. once upon a time was, <laughs> you're acting black, you know? But, and okay. then, and then things change. But most of those things, like most of the things people do, it, at one time it was acting black, you know? Like what? Like, give me an example. Oh man, rap music. You know, that's acting black, right? Okay. Yeah, if you see a white dude trying to rap, you know, he's acting black. Right. You know, or you see, like, even, you know, like, uh, playing basketball in a certain way, getting mm-hmm. tattoos in a certain way, like, doing this and that in a certain way all the time. Like, I, I was explaining that to one of my friends, too, about acting black. He was like, oh, they're acting black, they're acting black. And I go, man, majority of the things you do is acting black at one time. It okay. was acting black. Do, but, do you... I mean, I think it's obvious for a lot of people, and when I say that, I don't, I don't mean it like in a negative way. But there's definitely people that like, like, uh, like wiggers. You know what I mean? Like a wigger, like a white dude that like. You talking about be rad? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. People that just, people that aren't that, but they're just trying to fit in with that. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's what people, people are saying the, when they the, act black. People become the the character that they want to become, and they just roll with it. You know what I mean? Because it, it is your life, so you can just become what you want. You know, I know that I but know as the black, as black as you try to act sometimes, like be be rad, right? Like that doesn't make you that. Like if a turtle acts like he's a monkey, he's not not a monkey. He's a turtle trying to play like a monkey. Right. You know what I mean? Me, they say I act white. People white. say I act white. What's white? I don't know. I can I know the stereotype white dude, but I don't go. Hey, how you guys doing today? <laughs> Wait, is that the way the white dudes do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, but, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but, I'm gonna give my opinion on that very quickly here, um, because you didn't ask for it. <laughs> but I, I've heard stuff like that, and I've heard people, the the context that I heard it in, I was kind of annoyed by because. This guy was, uh, he was having a discussion. He stood up in the middle of the lecture, started speaking, and he talked like me or you, you know, like, and um, he used a couple advanced words, you know, that you might use at a college level. And he immediately got talked down like he was trying to act white because he was, had a, a, a really good use of the English language, a really good grasp on it, and he wasn't... Um, that was the reason for it. 
he didn't say anything extraordinary, but he stood up and he spoke pretty eloquently and it was immediately, you know, it's, uh, yeah, he was trying to, oh, he's, yeah. he's trying to talk when I'm around, when I'm, white. when I'm amongst like a lot of my black friends on the more of the, like the ghetto side, uh -huh. you know what I mean? When I, um, when I tell them like, I'll say like, yeah, um, Vin and I are going to go, you know, do this. And they're like, and then they repeat when they repeat something. That's how I know that it's just like, like extraordinary to them. Cause they're like, what do you mean? Vin and I, you know, and they, they repeat it as if I was talking white, you know what I mean? Like as if you were just supposed to be, oh yeah, we finna go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They expect that to happen, you know, and so, but um, when I say like acting black, like um, like you see white dudes with the cowboy hats and all this and they're like, I'm a cowboy, I'm this and that, I'm that and this. But then you tell them like, oh yeah, um, yeah, black people were uh, the first cowboys. And you're like, no, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. And I go, yeah, cowboy is just a label like for little slave kids or slave, like, like slave teens. You know, it's like they had stable boys, cowboys, mm -hmm. water boys. It's, they're just boys. You know, they're, it was yeah. cause, because, you know, you, you would, uh, you would uh, like you would address uh, um, a, child. a black dude, yeah. a man or child as boy back in the day. You know what I mean? Right. And that's where that came from. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that. I yeah. mean, I've heard you mention something about that. Look at the real history of the Lone Ranger, man. Um, this Bass Reeves. The dude was a... And then that little Tonto, little mm -hmm. Indian guy. Mm -hmm. because, because when you were going into Indian territory, you had to have a guide. Right. That's why Bass Reeves, the black dude, he was so... Uh, he's a superhero. But in the black community, we don't have superheroes. Our superhero is... Ah, uh, what about Blade? Man... We talking about real life superheroes like Luke yo Cage. like like yo Christopher Columbus, homie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> superheroes like that, Christopher Columbus, uh, you know George Washington. Those heroes. Okay. You know? I think you do. I think. I oh think no, but yeah, we don't we don't know I mean, about I, them. I think there's, like, who do you have, right? Like, um, we don't have any superheroes. Like Harriet Tubman. You know what I mean? There's like some people. There's there's some Harriet really Tubman. prominent people um, in Black history. You 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 said that name. They made a movie called Tutman, a new movie. Mm -hmm. I found out about this movie is so disgraceful to the black race. I can't believe they even got black actors to even do that. Those black actors cannot be from America and uh, and be in that movie. It was so horrible. The like, movie was so horrible. Like how? Because they had um in the movie they they had this black dude who was like a slave bounty hunter. You know. Mm -hmm. He's like a slave bounty hunter, and he goes after like Harriet Tubman, and then Harriet Tubman like falls in love like with the slave owner. It was just a whole bunch of like whole bunch of bull, whole bunch of bull. It was so crazy, I couldn't believe it. Well, they should throw that movie in the trash. I mean, can. there's most movies that are that are historical accounts like that, or even like I mean, they take a lot of creative liberty with 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 history, man. Oh, like it's like Pocahontas. You see Pocahontas, if you look into the facts behind that, like they really romanticized it between John Smith and Pocahontas. And turns out, you know, John Smith was like 40 and she was like 12. And I mean, a lot of the movies aren't historically accurate. What if I hit you with this? What if you know, what if, what if someone told you Pocahontas wasn't even a Native American? She and was a black was girl. A boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little black girl. Could be. I mean, it could have been. Hey. That's just that's the thing is right. So there's such thing as revisionist history, where where where, it's like the game of telephone or 
revisionist history as far as like you're telling your version of events. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Dan Carlin? Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. Oh yeah, he podcast. does. He did that podcast yeah. like hardcore history. hardcore history. Yeah. And he 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 likes to say, or he said a number of times that, basically that history is the story of history is told by the winners of the battles. Exactly. Right. The losers of the battles they don't get a chance to share their story because they're not. A lot of times in a, in a, in a lot of times they're just gone, but, um, and that's an interesting way to see it. No, it is. It is. You know? like, but that's why I always tell, I tell people here in America, and like especially black people, I always tell them like the history we learn in school is from we learn history of the conquerors. Like you don't understand uh-huh. this history yeah. that we learn is for young white men, not young white women. It's for young white men to be great to look at these books. And to read about them, and then to be great—that's what it's for. That was, and and black people weren't supposed to learn; they weren't even supposed to read or learn to read or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, we started to read, and they didn't change the books; they just, you know, they just start teaching it. And you're learning white history, you know, history of uh, yeah, of the white the white dude that came over here and the conquerors, you know, mm-hmm. who made America great read. again. Oh, made it great. The made first it great time? the first time. Yeah, <laughs> not not again. This this is the the first grade. So yeah, that's and that's that's, the, a, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, but that's the history that we learned. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what but is. what other? I mean, I guess it's depend. Yeah, you're, it depends who you learn from, and it, and is there an unbiased account somewhere? Uh, is well, there really? Could there be? Could there be? Somehow. Two sides to the story. We are, we're always story. taught this. In the black household, we're taught, don't forget Africa. Yeah. Tell every all your kids and everything, just don't forget Africa. And that's it. That's it. No no history behind it. It's just passed down to everyone. Just don't forget Africa. This is where you're from. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Is it else. that important, though? Is it important to remember? Is it that important? Uh, yes, it is. You know who I want? Like, being, like, if you want to be, like, George Washington or Superman or you know, but yeah. not seeing not ever seeing superheroes of your own, you know, like my superhero was Jesus and he has blonde hair and blue eyes, bro. Like I know I can never look like him or be like him, but I follow I you know, I used to follow his footsteps. You know what I mean? That was the superhero. You know what I'm saying? But if they would have told you want me to that, talk about the black Jesus thing? Uh no, because I mean you're saying we you're saying blonde hair and blue eyes. I get what you're saying. I guess, I, the, the, the you media ask portrayal. any black dude, you just all you gotta do is hold, get a picture of Jesus on your phone, <laughs> and ask all black people who is this, and they'll be like, "That's Jesus, love him," and then say something. Jesus has brown hair. Oh, he does. Well, yeah. I'm talking about how we know Jesus. I don't know how you know him. We know him, blonde hair, blue eyes with the dashiki, and the, I mean, we don't. I don't. There's not a lot of brown superheroes either. You know what I mean? I think we're on both ends of that, but I've never felt like I needed one. I've never felt like that I couldn't be one because I didn't see one. That said, I grew up in an area where, to be honest, we didn't even know we weren't white. Yeah, see? So the, I guess maybe that's it. We never, I never felt like, I mean, I read, I've read like, you know, adventure books, mystery books, whatever else. The people I wanted to be like, I thought they were cool. I never thought, I never felt that. I never, and that's kind of an interesting thing. Sometimes you, you I talked to, I've talked to a number of people, but. Um, like my daughter's mom was like, you know, upset because she, she does, she, or she was really excited about uh, princess Tiana or whatever. Cause finally there's a black, black Disney princess. And I'm yep. like, 
Mm, not at all. I never felt like I needed somebody my color in order to be represented. I never really felt like that was a thing for me. Jeremy, my daughter got the, like my daughter got this little blonde little hair thing that you stick in your hair. Because mm-hmm. remember, Frozen came out. All the little girls love Frozen. So. Yeah. She put this blonde thing on her hair to make her a frozen ponytail. Mm-hmm. I snatched that shit off her head and threw it down. <laughs> I said, don't ever. I hate weave, man. Oh, I hate weave. I hate all kinds of weave. <laughs> Every kind of weave. You can... Oh, my goodness. I hate that junk. That's a whole different. That's a <laughs> yeah. whole subject. Oh, go ahead right with your there. next question. No, man. no, no. That's a whole yeah. subject. That's makes a whole my blood subject. Well, you know what grinds my gears. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears. <laughs> Um, next question. Next question came to me and it says, why do you talk differently when you're with your friends or family than you do at work? Oh, because there's a whole bunch of bitch ass dudes at work. Yeah. And you can't talk amongst people. You can't talk freely because like people, people want to, yeah, they want to get you fired. You know, there's a lot of snakes at work, so you, you can't talk freely the way you want to, mm-hmm. like you do at home. Yeah, work is all just an image. It's all a fake you at work. You know, I can agree with that. Yeah, I feel like I have like a like a, I have a. I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty genuine at my job. But if I had like a desk job or whatever, yeah. or if I was a server like Bree, they walk up to the table and they're like, not you know. Yeah, of course. How are we doing today, y'all? Is everything good? It's just like you know, she's yeah. gonna come up. Hey guys, how's it going today? How's everybody doing? You guys get a chance to look at the oh. You know what I mean? Like. So we have a work voice. If you hear that me, kind of answers its own question. No, if you hear me talking amongst my black friends, I sound nothing like I do right here. That's I guess you maybe know? that's the question. Yeah, you, yeah. Why do you talk yeah. differently when your friends and family? I talk differently around everybody. Like, I would have, you maybe talk more like hood? I, yeah, yeah. What, what, what? The, the like the stereotype of hood talk is the way I talk when I'm amongst black people. If I don't talk like that, then they try to take advantage. You know what I mean? Mm. I have to get a little gangster with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know I keep it gangster. No, so, I feel that. Yeah. So uh, why do you think they do that? Because they see I guess not being hood is weakness sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is. If you're in the hood. Yeah, I use the N word, man. Yeah. Not with the hard R though, because that's offensive to black people too. Mm. So I, you know, I use the, you know, I drop the N bomb. Like in uh, like that Actually, Friday I do it. song. <laughs> yeah. How does, how does it go again? <laughs> Yeah, ninja, 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 ninja. Yeah, but okay. I, uh, yeah, but um, when I'm amongst black people, I talk differently. When I'm amongst my white friends who loves fishing and hunting, I talk differently. When I'm yeah. amongst my racist white friends, I talk way different. You know, you have racist white friends. Yes, I do. Racist against other white people or racist against no black racist people? against blacks like me. Hate, <laughs> hate them big. How are they your friends that don't like black people? Huh? How are they your friends that they don't like black people? Uh, Are you that guy? Are you that guy they're talking about when they're like, I'm black friends? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a whole lot of that guy. I'm a whole lot of that guy. Yeah, yeah. I have a black friend. Yeah, I'm I'm him. But uh, but those racist those racist friends that I do have, mm-hmm. they uh, like I'm they tolerate me. You know what I mean? They just tolerate me because, you know, I guess I'm not a threat. You know, and then I have morals and ethics and, you know, it involved a lot of that in my life. So part of this question, too, is kind of funny. I mean, it's a it's a very simple question, I think. I mean, to be honest, you and I are going to have a completely different conversation than than if I was with my father and he's super religious. So I'm I'm going to curse. We're going to talk about different things. So the 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 why do you talk differently? I think we adjust the way we talk based on who we're talking to almost I mean, almost with anybody. You could be at work and you're going to talk to a coworker maybe differently than you talk to your boss. Well, yeah. Look at have so, you ever have you ever had that guy at work or the girl at work 
where you're working with them every day and you guys play jokes, play jokes, and you know, all the time. And then one day, like, I don't know, he didn't get his junk messed with in the morning or, you know, she didn't, you know, or, or whatever happens at home. They come to work, you tell them a joke and they're like, don't joke with me like that. You know, have you ever had that person? And you're like, what? We've been joking for three years straight. And then all of a sudden you, your butt hurt today and now we can't joke. And then now the atmosphere changes. Yeah. And then, you know, he or she goes to the office for harassment. And you're like, what? Everybody knows us as good friends, but this is what changed the game with, you know, that's how it changed the game at work. So, and people see these things and they know they cannot play around like that. So, you know, you have to be fake you at work. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I hear that. It probably has to do with where you work, too, sometimes. Um, um, do you prefer to be called black or African-American? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Because, look, uh, black is what's on the application sometimes. African-Americans, but our title is, uh, like, like the title of black people in America uh-huh. is American Descendants of Slaves. Ados, that's that's our title. I don't feel like I've seen that on TV. No, but that's 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 our title. That's all black people that are descendants of slaves. That's our title here in America. Mm-hmm. We're American descendants of slaves. That's our title. I don't know why so many. I don't know why, not, but you know, <laughs> we're just not taught about black people. You know, all whenever you hear about black people, it's just slavery. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is well, because, it's come up a number of times just even in our conversation. Yeah, check this out. This is what opened my mind up to all these different things. Like this opened up my mind when it comes to religion, when it comes to American history. This is what opened it up. Whenever I was in school, I always because I I remember looking in the encyclopedia and like like finding out when America started, mm-hmm. and it was like like um like uh I don't know sixteen nineteen or something like that when. The, you know, first settlers came over. So whenever they came over, I was like, well, what happened? What, what was black people doing before that date? Okay. And teachers would never tell me about that. They would never tell me what happened before that date. We only know the history from <laughs> from landing here in America to now. That's it. That's all they would teach us. And I would always ask the same question. And then whenever I went to church, I would always ask. I was always confused going to church. The reason I was confused is because I asked them, where was the black people? Like, where did black people come from? I did not know. I was really like just mind blown all the time because I would ask him like every movie, every Bible I, I saw, no black people in it. Every movie I saw, no black people in it. It was never every Jesus I saw, everything Jesus was doing, last supper, everything. There was never any black people. I go, where were they at? Like, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. You mean you had the whole history of life itself in the beginning? He created it even from when he shaped the mud and made the dick and all that stuff. And, you know, never any black people. Mm. Never. So I was always confused. And then I found out about Africa. And, oh, man, all those people look like me. I blend in like a good weave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that you hated weave. I do, but I told you they blend them in good, just like that makeup, you know? <laughs> all right. All right. Next question here. Can black people tan? Can they tan? Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Remember I told you we went to the lake? I went to the lake with some of my buddies. Yeah. And, that, you know, I learned about sunscreen. Like, you guys put sunscreen on. Uh-huh. <laughs> they didn't put sunscreen on. <laughs> and it was, it was, <laughs> they was blistered up. But and they burned. were white or were they black? They were, they were Mexican. And there was a white dude. My, my other friend, my, the, that's a white dude. 
he can like the sun cannot touch him. We were like kicking back and I don't know if it was his arm, maybe his knee or something, but like the sun, like his, like he has all this stuff on. He uh-huh. puts like sweaters and long sleeves, but he, um, like a little bit of his knee was exposed <laughs> Got and the sun, the sun hit it. Oh my goodness. He was like, oh, ah, you know, and I was like, what? The sun was just burning them Dang. up, you know? But yeah, we, in the summertime, I go to the lake all the time. I go fishing, you, you know, darker. skiing. I do everything yeah. and I let the sun hit me so I can get darker. I like that chocolatey dark look. You know, mm-hmm. I like to look like, like the dark chocolate. But yeah, we do tan. milk chocolate. You're we, a little darker than milk. Chocolate. No, but we do tan. Look at look at this right here. Oh, oh I can't sh- really tell, but yeah, my I sleeves mean, when I was working construction too. Like, you could, I, I don't know good. if this person would be funny or not. That's just the, yeah. okay. So black people can't tan. There you have your answer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> do I say okay? So this this fellow says, do I say the n word in rap songs when in front of my black friends? Oh. Ooh. Yeah, but you know what? I'll tell them like this. I'll answer the question like this. You have a black past when you're amongst your black friends. But if he was amongst me, like, and, you know, I knew who he was and we we're chopping it up and he can use the N-word, it's fine. It just It's just smooth, rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. But I always warn my white friends, hey, when we go around my other black friends who don't really know you could, yeah, don't drop the N-bomb because Mixed it's... Company. Oh my goodness, it can get really, really bad. I heard about a girl in an Uber <laughs> recently. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this last night, who accidentally said it to, with a black Uber driver. Yeah, the, the Uber driver was black. I was black. It was a whole bunch of blackness in the front. And she yeah, said, she dropped it, and she is white as snow. Wow. Yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes, everything. Man, can't go out. Kicked her out, and she said, "Casper, ninjas beat." Oops, (laughs) she was so embarrassed. It just flowed so well that she should have just kept the conversation going because no one would have noticed. It was so smooth. It was she. No one would notice, you know. But since she said, "Oops," everybody, all the all the antennas went up. Like, wait, what? 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 You know? Yeah, Yeah. like open a pack of gum in school, you know? Uh huh. Yep. Or cigarettes outside a bar. Everybody. Yep. That's how it was. Yeah. She's. Oh my god. That's funny. Hey, okay. you know what's funny about the tanning thing? My uh, my white friend told me that in Egypt, that's how they were building the pyramids. White people, white as snow, out there with no shirts on, Fuck. and right there building pyramids. I was like, really? You believe that? And he goes, Yeah, they were. They were white. I go, Wow. Take your shirt off, bro, in the sun. It'll cook his ass like a good steak. I mean, Egyptian people aren't that white. They can't be. I don't know. Well, we just <laughs> next question. Next, yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> Okay, so I guess the question, the question, the answer to the question is, can I say the N-word in rap songs? Yes, in front of your black friends, as long as you're cool enough with them, it does roll off the tongue. Don't make it weird. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My boy, I'm not going to keep this one anonymous. My boy Jared said, can I touch your hair? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, Back in the day when I had the afro, like, because... But because black like black folks hair is the good hair. Like the mo the more coarse it is is the oldest hair. Okay. That that's old hair. Ancient hair. You know, it comes from a long ways back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the American way, good hair is the straightest and the you know, the thinnest that you can get it. Mm-hmm. But the thicker and the, 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 the coarse hair is you know, is stronger hair. But yeah, white people wanna feel it all the time. Yeah, you know what? You, so you, you, yeah, but it's it's respectful to ask first. 
Don't just be oh, grabbing on the chunks of wool. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, don't oh I can't say woolly hair because Let's I think it said something wool. like that in the Bible and we don't want to confuse folks. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> well, in answer to in answer to your question Ask first. Um, ask first <laughs> and also Knox's bald. I am like a bottle bald. Yeah. Rubbing my head feels see, like a nice hard reflection. boob. Like a what? Yeah, every time I shave my head and I rub it it feels like a nice boob. See? Mm. Oh man. Bring it over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay um, this one is a little more serious uh, and there's a lot of parts to this Go for so um, damn and this is just this is more of an opinion thing I guess uh, shoot it throw it at you do you think the high rate of black incarceration is a race problem culture problem poverty problem and what are his thoughts on the main causes that the African American incarceration rate is so staggering. Oh, yeah. So this person who's asking this question don't really know a lot about history, but um, yeah, the that right there, the incarceration level of black people, it was a it was a phase. Like it has been worked up to where it is now. You know, putting them into poverty neighborhoods, taking away the men out of the families. Like all this worked up to that. To what she sees now or he she's whoever says it is what you see now like that culture that you see where you send like ghetto black people in there that it was it was funneled and made that's a that's something like that someone made they made it like that it looks so natural because you don't see the mechanics of the machine you know what I mean so it looks natural but all that ghetto image and all this different stuff that you see it was made black communities weren't like that at first like after the Civil War after the Civil War, <laughs> yeah, black people were thriving, thriving. And then that's when the Ku Klux Klan came through and, you know, and they were wrecking, you know, neighborhoods and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, you know, making America great again. Yeah, after the Civil War, black people were doing good, very well, you know, especially, you know, because, um, like, a lot of men worked. They had trades. You know, there were black communities. Like, if you ask my grandmother, she'll tell you, like, she it was very rare that she saw white people. Very, very rare that she saw white people in she the neighborhood, in, in the whole city that she lived in. Like, it was very rare to even, you know, communicate with black people because there was their own stores and everything. But she tells you how, like, white people would see the black people thriving with their own hospitals, their own bus stations, everything. And they would come through and wreck the cities. <laughs> wreck the cities, you know? And then, and then they funded them into the welfare system. The welfare system, when you said the women cannot have a man living in the house, so then the men would have to leave the house, and then the men, it was hard for them to find jobs. So then these little boys are raised up by just a woman, uh, imbalanced, uh, you know, imbalanced, like imbalance of a, you know, a young man being raised up mm -hmm. with just their mom. They have no role models, you know, mom overprotective, making the kids, you know, making those young men have the attitude of a woman, the strength of a man, okay. you know, Ooh, the attitude of a woman. A lot of these football players that you see, boxers, all these big, strong black men that you see, a lot of them are just like women. They just have the big body structure of a man, okay. you know, but a lot of them are like women, you know, they're, you know, you really have to look deep. You'll see a lot of these football players that are, you know, that have been raised just by their moms. They have, because the, you mimic who you're raised around, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of those men, 
even though they're big and strong in a big man's body, but you'll see that they're mimicking, they're they're mimicking like a uh, the woman's trait. So let's let's bring it up to current day, where where we don't have a requirement to not have a man in the house, but we still have we still have such a high incarceration rate. Um, I guess the question would be more likely, more along the lines of, well, <clears throat> when we're talking about incarceration rate, we're talking about people that are criminals, people that are convicted of crimes that have had to go to jail for it. Um, so maybe the question is, why are more crimes being committed? Why do, what's your thing? What's your opinion on why more crimes are being committed? And maybe you gave that answer already. Was well, just saying that they have yeah, it's a, they it's have a, the attitude of a woman and they just the strength of a man and that doesn't really work in today's society. Well, yeah, because well, well, things are the momentum is changing very, very slowly. But just like I said, they don't see the mechanics of the machine. But you have like nowadays in the black community, you have like I don't know, fourteen year old girl has a baby. You know, mm -hmm. her mom, her mom's you know only thirty years old. She doesn't want to take care of kids. She's going to a club and all that. That baby's being raised by a 14-year-old girl that's already ghetto. She raises this little boy, you know, and then he gets a baby when he's, you know, 14 years old. And then he has a baby. And these are babies raising babies. No sense, you know. And then every now and again, you'll see a rapper or something. You know the, the, the basketball player LeBron James? Mm -hmm. LeBron James became an idiot to me when he made, when he made this statement. You don't need a dad. I didn't have a dad and look at me. You know, and that that was so stupid. Like you don't need you don't need a father. I didn't have one and look at me. Like and this is the image that America gives like young black men. They'll see a rapper, one rapper, just like I said, it's just like a lottery or a mm -hmm. basketball player or anything, and they really think that, oh man, like I can make it. I can do this. And and like I always explain to people, like the odds are better if you try to become a doctor. Absolutely. Or a lawyer, you know, yeah. it's better your your odds of becoming what LeBron James is or having what he has, like doing that. But in the black community, they will not invest in schooling, but they will invest in football, basketball, and rap music. Like yeah. the the moms, because this is what they see. At Fourteen years old, they see twerking videos with what's your favorite rapper? A Cardi, what's it, Cardi B? <laughs> Shut, your, <that's laughs> Shut your dirty mouth! <laughs> Shut your mouth. So. Um, yeah, they see that and they, you know, and they want their sons to be like LeBron James or, you know, and these kids are just raising them up. They can't become a basketball player. That's all they lived for. And then once they can't become that, they go into a neighborhood, no traits, don't know how to do anything, can't change a tire, can't do anything. No one wants to hire them. That's when you get robbed. Okay. That's when all you right. get robbed. And most people get caught because they're like little girls. So they tell on each other, just like what's his name? Um, Takashi snitch nine. Oh my god. Yeah, see, but that's they, a thing. <laughs> they do that. They snitch on each other. They go to jail, and this is a never-ending cycle. It just goes on and on. How and long on. before he gets? How long before he gets? He, he gets what's coming to him for snitching? Nothing's gonna happen to him. You the game's so? the, the game's watered down, man. He Bro. can hire. He can hire. He can. All those guys that's trying to kill him. He'll, didn't, they, you just, just, didn't you see the video recently of the the Honduran president's brother? Got whacked in jail. They shot him in the head oh, a bunch no, no, of times. Yeah, but that's uh, that's in a different country. We in America, man. Those same guys that want sick snitches get stitches. All he all he has to do is throw a cup. Man, you want a black dude to shut up? Throw a couple dollars his way. 
That's all you got to do, man. Yeah. Those guys that want to kill him, Takahashi's like nine to say, I'll give you $50,000 if you want to be my bodyguard. And that same guy that want to kill him will change his whole perspective on Takashi 69. I mean, I don't know that that's just a black thing. I think people I think people flip for money. Oh, yeah, well, it's not. Yeah, I'm just saying black people, but I get anyone would. Well, not anyone. You know, I I know there's one person on here like I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, but I'm talking about the masses. Okay, let's see. This guy's talking about a a N word pass. Let's see. Uh, So say there's two buddies, one white guy and one black guy, and y'all are out with other friends having a good time. And shit, the black guy says, you my nigga to the white guy in a friendly, brotherly manner as a compliment. Does the white guy now have free reign to say it back in the same manner? I think he kind of already answered this. Right? Yeah, it just depends. Yeah, it just depends on... Depends it just depends on the, the, the aura. The aura. It's the aura. It's the aura and atmosphere that you're in. You know what I mean? It, it, that's, it, it all, that's how it all boils down. It all boils down to the, you know, the energy that you, that you have with your friends. Right, that's right. like we were talking last night. And I was like... You know, if I'm like, you motherfucker, you like whatever. But yeah. if, you know, I get serious and I'm like, you know, you motherfucker. Yeah, then, it, you know, you're it's like, a, it's a the atmosphere the changes. Itself. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so we already kind of answered that one. Uh, do you feel, this is a good one. I like this one. Do you feel like racism is played up in social media in order to increase the divide between basically blacks and whites? Hell Yeah. Yeah, and it's on both parts. Not only white people, black people are doing the same thing. Black people are taking videos and and splicing them up to make up, you know, to make more black people like come together. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen a number of things like on certain uh, like it could be World Star Hip Hop or one of the other like there's certain like video platforms like on Instagram pages that I follow, and um, and they'll show you like a little piece of something or other, and it looks like maybe. A white cop is beating a black dude mm-hmm. up, and then you dig into it and you find out, oh, that guy, that guy killed three people. He yeah. had a gun on and him. He, and the he, cop yeah. was trying to take, you know, he had taken the <laughs> cop's gun and the cop was popping in the face trying to get the gun back or whatever. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of it on both sides. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So check this out. You know, like uh, the Black Lives Matter uh-huh. and the Blue Lives Matter, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So this is like, this right here is the the kicker. I lost a lot of friends during these than this this whole black lives matter epidemic you know but um black friends or white friends i lost white friends to it you know not black friends black people just don't like they don't really care they just go with the flow it's like you know it's black lives matter for a little bit and then we go back to rapping so uh anywho but uh like this thing is crazy it's crazy how this works and white people they get so mad about this because they think the white way not the american way they get so mad like Kaepernick taking the knee, all this stuff is just like crazy. So if you see someone with that blue line flag, well, first of all, first of all, like you had, you hear people saying all lives matter. Right. Okay. Whenever you hear like, oh, black lives matter, black lives matter. And then you hear someone like, no, all lives matter, you know? And mm-hmm. to me, like the logical way of thinking of that, uh, about that is if you go for, to a relay for life for cancer and you go, you go over there and you stand in the crowd like, hey, AIDS matter, you guys. What about AIDS? You know, it's like, you know, take care of the situation at hand and then we'll move on to, you know, something else. Okay. So, but this is not like when you think the American way, that's how you think. Like, let's take care of this subject and then we'll move on. But when you think the white way, 
all lives matter. Forget that black lives matter. So you see people with the blue lives matter flag with the blue line through it. This law enforcement support. Yeah, the law support. Yeah, okay. Uh Okay, now you see that. Now, if you ask them, hey, would you put a Black Lives Matter um, sticker next to that flag? You know what? They would would go, no, no, we're not doing, we don't support Black Lives Matter. We support Blue Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they see it as a gang. That, That right there, Blue Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter. So if they do put the Black Lives Matter next to it, they're symbolizing... Black Lives Matter, um, when the group started, it was in recognition, not a hate group. But then people changed it into a hate group. Right. The Blue Lives Matter in the black community, that's a hate flag. That's like the Nazi flag in the black community. That blue line through it, that's mm. like the Nazi flag. And it's like, wait a minute. But they made it into a gang. They're, they made this into two gangs. And some of my white friends, they'll have the blue line up. And I'll tell them, well, do you, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? And they hate Black Lives Matter. Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter hate the blue line flag, you know? Well, I can tell you for sure, like, w- one thing that I saw that really that really sort of soured the entire movement, in my opinion, was when people would be rioting for the Black Lives Matter community and they're destroying their own community. They're... Busting cars, busting windows, looting, and I think, I think a lot of people that weren't a hundred percent behind the movement, and some people even like myself who was like kind of on the fence and just more curious about what, what it was all about, um, looked at that and said, in what way does that, does that help? In well, what way you know does what? it promote safety, life? In what way is that like? I understand that you're upset. I understand, but it seems like a tantrum, like a group no, of people just no. throwing a tantrum. Those, those kids, to destroy people, those kids destroy that I was things. explaining to you earlier, the kids that I was explaining to you earlier, those youngsters being raised by their single moms, mm-hmm. they saw opportunity, right? And that's why you see the looting and stuff. They see they see opportunity. Those 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 aren't those kids aren't with the Black Lives Matter movement in the positive, you know, in the in the positive stands. They're not in there. They're not there. They're there to seize opportunity to grab a new PlayStation or some Jordans. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And then, like with the Blue Lives Matter flag, those tiki torch Nazis, they had that Blue Lives Matter flag up too. You know what I'm saying? They so had they, that up. So and, you feel like that at some point, you there's groups of people that don't necessarily represent what the original intent was. Exactly. And and so you have. I mean, like originally, like the swastika, right? That was a German. That that wasn't originally a, a hate nope. thing. It wasn't originally a Nazi thing. It was like a peace. But now look at the energy that it carries, mm-hmm. you know. And and my white friends really stand by that Blue Lives Matter flag, and they hate Black Lives Matter, you know, because of the, you know, like them, like some cops got killed, you know, some black people got beat, you know, and they <laughs> they address those issues. Let towards- me let me let me ask you this, on um. And this is my own question, I guess. So, <clears throat> from an outside perspective of someone who um, who saw kind of what we're talking about, the looting and stuff like that, um, when you look at the numbers and you see the amount of, in this case, like with what we're talking about, officer-involved shootings, um, 
of between a cop and a, and a black person, that number is so tiny compared to gang violence, drugs, and a lot of other things that are the actual bigger problem for the black community um, that are really like, like black on black crime is such a huge issue. But in the community, people don't want to address it. People don't want to snitch. So when you're saying, and this, I guess this is my question. So when, not you specifically, so when, if you have the insight on it. So when that community is saying black lives matter, it only seems like from an outside perspective that they're saying black lives matter when a white cop person shoots us, when a white person, but like it, it just doesn't seem, I mean, if you're looking at the numbers, they're so small between like white cops shooting people and black people killing each other or black people, black people, you know, overdoses and drugs and stuff like that. Like it, it feels like the logical step might be like, Hey man, let's, um, let's get rid of these druggies. Like let's, like let's go in and handle these people that are selling our kids drugs that are getting people hooked on drugs. Like let's let's do away with the gangs. Like let's let let's not support this. Like this is what's actually killing hundreds of thousands of people instead of hundreds maybe. Yeah, you and then you argue a very good point, especially how in Chicago during the whole war in Afghanistan there was <laughs> more people died in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. then Iraq. That's why they made the movie Chirac. It was, you know, because of, you know, how many people died. But it goes back to the machine that no one sees, the mechanically machine. So when black people are killing black people, it, it, it's really just a neutral. It, it's really just a neutral. Like, it's nothing that, like, black people, they do worry about it. But when it comes to white people slaughtering black people, it, it goes like back care to... A lot more. It, it, yeah, it cares a lot more because... You don't want the reenactment of slavery to happen again, you know? So you like that's why they want to put a stop to it. And there's a lot of... See, what it is is, like, the officers, they, they say, like, the officers, because there's a couple of racist officers, you know, trickled into, like, the police forces, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a couple of racism, racist cops put in there. But white people, majority of people don't know what goes on in the ghetto. They don't understand it. They don't understand it. And when you become a cop there... You see so much bad going on mm-hmm. that it turns you into like not racist, but just a hateful person. Because you see so you much. You see ugly, so much. You can't get away from it. Cops, people don't understand. If you became uh, like if say you're just a white dude and you become a cop in Oakland, you don't understand. You don't understand the neighborhood like inside those homes. Mm-hmm. You don't understand inside those homes. You see every now and again you'll bust in a door and you see the inside of a home. Or every now and again you see something going on, but they all they all they see is the bad going on. They don't understand the love of the community and the ghetto. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, but if you go in there and you see it, if you go in there and you see it, see I went and I stayed in these neighborhoods. I went and stayed in these ghetto neighborhoods because I lived on the outside looking in and I'm like, why do they kill each other? Why do they do why do they? but then when you go down in there and you see what's going on, it's way different. It's way, it's a way different perspective. Like, but you have to go in there. But how would these officers ever go in there and see what's going on before they become a police officer? How could they be expected to understand? Yeah, they would never understand it because you would have to go in there. They would have to like get an apartment and live there. I guess that's my point. I guess that's my point in saying like, whether, 
an, a gang member shoots you, just drive shooting at somebody else, or a cop shoots you, you're just as dead. Your parents are just as set, like sad. So the snapshot that that if you're looking at the numbers, I think that I think that was a really big harm factor for. I think it was something that could have been worked on with the Black Lives Matter movement, and and I and I do believe that Black Lives Matter, and I do believe that, uh, and I do believe that Cop Lives Matter, and I believe you know, I, I, but looking at the numbers, it seems like there's an obvious huge cause, and then there's a fringe cause that's getting all of the attention. I felt like the Black Lives Matter community could have really, while they were organized and while there was energy behind it turn some energy inward but they didn't and it wouldn't have got the same kind of attention because it wasn't an us versus them and it's hard to be introspective well black people didn't have like even start black lives matter you know Mm -hmm. it was like the gay community that started it so it's you know it wasn't really like you know black ran like it like that you know what i mean and it's funny that you you mentioned that I, i read an article where they were having a march some kind of a rally and they actually asked some of the white organizers of the march to be in the back, <laughs> the back of the parade. <laughs> yeah. like, we don't want you in the front of our, this is Black Lives Matter, you're not black. It just seemed like it yeah, was see, kind of like almost and, eating each other up. Like there's, and it's funny when you see, when you, it's, it's not funny, I don't know, it's, maybe that's the, the word for it, but when you see like white people that are really trying so hard to be progressive yeah, they're like really rabidly Black Lives Matter or whatever. They have so much energy behind it; it feels fake. Yeah, in a way, it feels like they're trying too hard. But those, those be rad. But yeah, it's social be rad. But those, um, those white people that you're talking about are a different white person than like there's you know there's like a like those ones that, like most white people that have that blue line <laughs> flag sticker on their 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 car or truck. Mm-hmm. They're like really against white, uh, black people, like it's so crazy. It's so crazy because, and you know, I don't just say it just because, like, oh yeah, but because I, I don't take sides in any gangs. You know what I mean? I don't take gang sides, and those are two gangs. But I just question them, like, hey, would you, um, like, you're talking about the good cops, or are you talking about supporting the bad cops with that blue line? You know, the the cop lives matter. Is that the, you're talking about the cops that shoot the black people, or, or are you talking about the good cops in the community? And they're like, oh, well, it's the good cops. You know, it's the good cops. And I go, well, would you put the Black Lives Matter sticker on there next to it? No, they wouldn't. No, we wouldn't do that. Well, why not? Like, the Black Lives Matter is not representing the looters and the killing, the, the killers. It's representing the good black people. You know, so th- both of those both of those symbols are for something good. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but people but you made have them. Individuals yeah, that make, group. That, that make them into these hate groups. You know, but they're not hate groups, but you know, we just, that's what we made them into now. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. I mean, yes and no. I've never really felt like that the cop, the cop thing, I felt like mostly it was like friends and family of cops that I only ever seen that on. I never, you don't see them looting. Well, you would support your gang (laughs) if you know, if that, that, if you, you would support their gang, that's, they're, they're supporting their side of the, the, the hood. The number once again, I'm going back to the numbers because I'm a numbers guy. The numbers are showing. That it's funny when the numbers come out and you, and whoever you're getting them from, and you're talking about they're talking about officer involved shootings. Um, they put so many numbers out there, and a lot of these numbers are 
crazy. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the video just recently where there was like a tweaker uh, lady with a pair of scissors. Yeah. And she decided to charge a cop uh-huh. and he wasted her. Um, but let's say that was a black lady. That would oh. go into the numbers as an officer shooting a quote-unquote unarmed type person and be on the column of like that would be that okay. would be something that would now be- I'm not making excuses for this I'm not making excuses I'm just gonna lay it out you know what I'm saying I lay it out for you to play it out alright okay look black people don't have a lot of logic because who they're being raised by you know the logic won't even play out for them to like if they if that was a white cop and it shot a black lady black lives matter will rise up like see this happened again even though the lady had the scissors if she had a gun it doesn't make a difference because the logic about it they like a lot of black people just not logical like that they just they just won't see the big it picture it feels like tribalism right it's enough yeah. them it just it just they just don't see it and this this is and we have these arguments all the time in the back the black community i'm like black jesus up in there you know what i'm saying because we we're chopping it up and they're talking about donald trump this and that we're always and then i come in and i say oh well that's not how it works look at this 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 and this and they're like no that's not and i go well, well check this out look there's this 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 and this like just just let it soak in you know and then they're like oh you know mm-hmm. but there's, there's there's very few me's <laughs> to go right. around there's you know because yeah. it's easy it's easy to just Agree with people. Yeah, it's easy to easy to, it's go easy with the to hurt. just say fuck the police when yep. you don't know the numbers. Exactly. When your friends are saying fuck the police. Yeah, I had some white friends tell me that they didn't want to pull up to a store because cops were there, and I go <laughs> and I said I said you know what I would pull up to the store if the cops there because I would feel more safe if the cops are there. Right. You know. Yeah. And they were like, wait, what? But this is the perspective that we have. You know, it's like it's crazy that the, my white friend said they didn't want to go to the store because there was cops there. And I wanted to go to the store because there was cops there. At, Isn't at, that crazy? Well, okay, so at the risk of sounding like, an, like a total asshole, I think because you know me and you know my perspective on things, um, it feels like from a minority perspective that minorities were raised, were raised with victim mentality where, like, they always tell you don't trust cops. Dude, watch out, dude. A cop pulls you over, bro. Like, you, you know, don't say anything, da 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 there's, there's like it's this innate thing where in the past minorities maybe were wronged by cops or so whatever it's just kind of tr- it's been a trickle down thing where where we uh, we get we have this victim mentality where people are against us right you hear that all the time right. it's like it's like a war against the white man so I think that's a part of this distrust you know it's this victim mentality it's an it's an, it's an I'm the victim thing like I'm gonna be a victim here. Yeah, but and the Im- look at um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The 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 victim, the victim role. Most people would say, why it, don't though. they just why don't they just move out of the ghetto? Why don't they just get up and just move, right? Like, why can't they just move and get a job and just do what we're doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how simple-minded people think it is. They think it's just that simple for like when Paris Hilton said, "Stop being poor." Yeah, just go. Yeah, just just just. Why don't you just why don't you just move out of the ghetto? But do you know, like, a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people don't have a lot of money. I'm talking average people in San Luis Obispo. A lot of people here have roommates, you know? A lot of people all over the place. In little towns like Corpin and Visalia and, you know, all these little towns, a lot of people don't have money. They can't just get up and move. 
Can you imagine what it's like in the ghetto? True. True. <laughs> yeah. Welfare don't pay you enough to, to move to San Luis Obispo. I wish it did. Wish <laughs> Why? It did. So you can be flooded with <laughs> people? I yeah. wish welfare would pay me anything. <laughs> <laughs> welfare is, is, is a bad situation. And we got some good introspective, man. I think... Uh, Thank you for those of you that sent some sent your questions in. I hope you I hope you got some questions answered. I hope you I hope your ans- the answers we provided are satisfactory. I want to kind of touch back on something you said um, earlier on when we were when we were talking, and the way you said it sounds fun, but um, you mentioned casting spells. Oh. It sounds hokey, right? If you don't know where if you don't know where you're coming from, right. so explain. Uh, explain that the whole casting spells thing and uh i got a little taste of this last night we were like we were kind of chuckling about a situation that we had had but i'm gonna go ahead and let you talk about what you mean when you say casting spells oh, okay so casting spells yeah <laughs> magic science it's all the same exact it's psychology thing. yeah it's, it's the same thing so magic is only psychology exactly what it is and casting spells is psychology it's just you know the the words that you say you utter these words to get the reaction that you want you know if you want if, if you want a woman to you know to do what you want her to do you know you cast the right spells i love you you know okay and then you get yeah, you yeah, know yeah. you can get some dumb you know okay if you want a black dude to go crazy at the gas station you fucking nigger Oh, should I have beeped that? No, 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 you get it. Okay, I'm black, that's guys. That's a spell. Yeah, that's but a... you can, yeah, that's a spell that you can cast, and it'll make him flip, you know? <laughs> you know, you can put the demon-possessed spell on him, it's you know? So crazy. There's there's all these different spells that you can cast, you know? Doesn't it feel, like, crazy? And I, and I know we just talked about that a little bit ago with, with <laughs> the, the, the whole thing at, the, at, at, at uh, Food for Less with the ice cream and this black dude. Right. Oh, that's white dude. But he cast it, that spell on you. It, it well, he tried. Yeah, he tried he to tried. cast the spell. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't it feel funny that like somebody could make a magical noise with their mouth mm-hmm. and just make you lose your marbles? Yeah, <sighs> it, it is crazy. Like though. it's super effective though. <laughs> Very. But effective. I think it talk. It, it speaks to the. It speaks to the effectiveness of language. Listen to this communication. You could take an average man, a weak man. You know not so strong man put him in a uniform and call him a soldier and that man automatically gets stronger they casted a spell you know that that's what it is you know people cast spells on the internet all the time just like those videos we were talking about when they just they just cut it and clip it and then they send out that spell it's almost like mixing up dirt crushing up bones putting a little blood on it that's that's what they're doing with these videos they're casting spells. They mix it up. They get the wishbone and they grind the bone and they put the blood and the monkey paw and then they, they you know, they throw it on the people and the people are like, oh, oh, Black Lives Matter. Let's go crazy, y'all. Ah! You know, yeah. That, that's, that's that's what people are doing. The power of influence. Yeah, the power of influence. That, that's casting spells right there. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah, and you, it used to be the devil. Like, the devil is just like a deceiving people. If you don't want your kids to go into that bathroom right there, all you got to do is put a picture of a demon right there and tell them, you go in there, that thing's going to get you. And it'll protect that, that that spell that you put on that door. It'll just protect it from kids ever going mind in there. Control. Yeah, it'll be mind control until one like is curious, like, hmm. You know, every now and again you get that person, but 
in the black community, you say something like, like anything about like the devil or something. Oh man, you can cast a spell on black people so easy. The <laughs> devil gonna get you. God's gonna be mad at you because of this. Oh, black people are so religious, it's crazy. And I'm telling them like, well, where do you think all the black people went before you can even read or go to church? What you mean to tell me all those people are going to hell? I even ask white people that all the time. Like, hey, what about all your ancestors? What do you, what do you think happened to them? They're like, well, the the ways was different, you know. Like, oh, God accepted those ways. You don't think all your ancestors are burning? No, no, no wait, huh? Yeah, I always, yeah, you got to be careful, man. You got to be careful about, like, you don't want your mind to open up too much because, you know, a closed mind is just an easy mind. But when you open it up, yeah, it can get confusing, you know? I hear that. You better, I tell my white friends all the time, don't shake that family tree. A nigga <laughs> might fall out. You got to be careful, man. got to be careful. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think you, I think you, um, I think you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head. But, the idea, and, and I think one thing that I've kind of found lately too is I, I'm trying to lately listen to lectures and podcasts and stuff, and the people that are smarter than me. And I found that one of the things that I admire most is people with a really impressive ability to communicate. Oh, you know what I mean? Yep. It's not necessarily so much what you say. It's how you say it. Right. So, like you mentioned, you know, you cast a spell and you tell your woman, I love you. Yeah. And, you know, you do it right. And uh-huh. um, You cast a spell right. Man, get... they feel that like a physical thing. Yeah. You ever think you've just like, ever been so into somebody, oh my God, you're pulling up to their house and you know you're going to get, you're going to get the best Ooh. neck of your life and you just, oh, you feel it, you're getting butterflies. You want me to tell Can't you, wait to want, smell want me to tell you hair. something cool? Can't wait to smell her weave. I'm gonna tell you something cool. This is a secret. This is this is I know we're coming to a conclusion. We should have a part two so you can get into the crazy side of me. <laughs> but check this out, man. Back in the day when I was younger, I don't do this anymore. <laughs> Look, I would make these I would make trigger words for girls that I used to sleep with all the time, right? Mm, so talk about it. Every time I would like go down on a girl or do something special, I would always say a word before. You know, mm. I would say a word before all the time. You cast so, a spell. Cast and spell, baby. Cast and spell. So, so then, like, after, like, we haven't talked for a long time or this and that, and we could be chilling right here amongst a group of friends just chopping it up, and I'll say that trigger word. Hey, <laughs> you know, pineapples. Pineapples. <laughs> and that little thing gets the tingling. So you be eating pussy and just say pineapples just out of random. No, no, no. I would just yeah. say it before, you know. But yeah, so it remind them, you know, you know, oh, things you smell like pineapples down here. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it would remind them of, uh, you know, what's about to go down. Mm. You know, those those little trigger words. Subliminal messaging. Subliminal messaging. Man. Yeah, man. How did I learn this so early? I shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. The things we do for pussy. I know. It's the spells crazy. we cast. What's the craziest <laughs> thing you ever done for pussy? Not. Remember I flew. Remember you dropped me off at the airport and I flew to New York. That was, <laughs> <laughs> was craziness right oh there, man. That, that was, remember you? You, got you remember that? That's yeah. why I went. That's I why. Sure I, do. Yeah, I sure do. That's why I got that plane ticket at the last minute, jumped on that plane, and popped you up got like in a, you got in a metal tube and flew through the air, bunch all, of people in it, fucking thirty thousand feet up. Just, <laughs> yep, because I didn't want her to cheat. She wasn't even cheating. I popped up at the address <laughs> she gave her, like, hey. <laughs> So what are you doing here? I'm checking. 
<laughs> Crazy. Oh, man, I forgot. I remember driving you, though. Yeah. I yeah, remember yeah. driving you. I remember I was so tired driving on the way back. I, mean, I had your stereo all up all loud. Yeah. <laughs> but that car was new at the time, so it probably was a cool, like, fresh little ride. Yeah, you know? it was cool. It was comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it again? A Concorde or something? No, no, it was a Chrysler 300. Was it? Yeah, yeah, that was a Chrysler 300, yeah. Yeah, it was. And okay. that, that was the car of the time, you know, back in those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good car. But so, yeah, that's it, man. It's uh... <laughs> we was, I was I was listening to this program the other day. These guys were talking. It's a pretty good podcast, podcast I listen to. I'll give it to you. And they were talking about some of the craziest things. You know, what's so crazy? How far is how far would you drive for pussy? It's funny because it's it's like air. It's not super important unless you're not getting any. And then it becomes real important. Like the the, the longer it gets. Well, when your tadpoles start growing legs, and then you know you don't want them to all the way turn into frogs. You got to mm-hmm. get rid of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and Jack and the Beanstalk is not always the you know the settlement. You know what I mean? Can we talk about what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> since you since you brought it up, since we're talking about since we're talking about women and sex and all that, um, uh, we were looking. We were. We had a discussion earlier about sometimes you go in between, you you'll go long periods of time in between uh, partners, or maybe you have one particular partner, and uh, anyways, the subject of sex toys came up. Oh no! And <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I, not embarrassed as I used to I be. Was, I was made privy to some information. I just kind of wanted to put that out there more as a more as like a a cautionary tale you know what I mean you get to other men black um, men whoever it is that you might I just want you to go through with the story I want you to repeat kind of what you told me so that this doesn't happen to anybody else listening to my podcast yeah I, a, you know I should file a lawsuit with them motherfuckers man I need to file a lawsuit man I need to call the authorities so catch us up like on Uncle what, Rico what exactly <laughs> <laughs> Catch us up on what exactly happened. So, so there was some point where you were in a relationship and you didn't want to cheat and you hadn't really yep. had been with that person. You were kind of long distance or whatever, and you decided to get Knox decided to get himself a a toy, a male pleasure device. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a vagina, uh-huh. and it but it has like a like a tube on the back of it, like a flashlight. It looks like that, but it, it's 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 like silicone. The whole thing is silicone. Okay. Like it's not hard. So it's soft. It has the lips thing. on it, like a vagina. Yeah, it looks just like one. Is like it open put, on the other can, end? Huh? Yeah, it's open on the other end. That 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 open so you end clean part. It. Yeah, yeah. I just run hot water through it. You but, still do? No, I don't use it anymore, man. You <laughs> could you could put it what in between. What color was it? It was white, like because she was she was white. You okay. know. Okay. And it had the little. What's crazy about it? Because I bought it and I didn't even know that it had the like the little brown tan. You know how some white girls like they have like the. Like brown, like it's like brown around it, or yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and it had a little, different, little bit of a different color, yeah, maybe there. Yeah, it had a little bit of a tan to it, and I was like, yeah, that's crazy. I've heard. Hold was, on, let me before you go any further. I want you to dig back into the experience memory bank because I've heard that the color of a woman's lips is it has some direct correspondence to the color of their pussy, like lips. Have you found that to be true? Like not the, not outer labia, not the labia majora, but the the inside smaller labia minora. 
Hmm. Have you found that to be true in your experience? It was it was actually my sister that told me about it. And she said she thinks it's true. I wish you would. I wish you would have told me this, you know, twenty years ago, because then I would have checked all of them. <laughs> well, all that's why I said digging your all memory. The, all bank. the thousands. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the thousands. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, but um, I, I don't. I didn't never noticed, you know, because like I, I told you when I when I make love to women or have sex with them or do whatever I do. Like I really, I really like tune into like if they're really a part of me. Like I really dig in and make that or like make it real. I make it real, even if I'm going crazy and like picking them up and spinning them around and hanging them from the ceiling and you know ramming and mm-hmm. doing everything. You know, mm-hmm. um, I still like do it with passion. I do everything with passion. I do it with passion, man. Hold on. Okay, so let's let's finish the story about your sex toy first. I'm sorry, I just oh, okay, kept okay. you. Okay, yeah, so well, you had this you had this fleshlight looking thing. Yes. And it was it uh, it was white. It was a, it was supposed to look like a white woman's vagina. Yeah, uh-huh. I had to get that one because if I'd have got a black one, she probably would have been like, "You want a black girl?" You, you oh, know you how? told her she she told you told her that you had it. No, she saw it and got mad. But she wasn't putting out though at the time. I you know get what I mean? Jealous about? Yeah, but she wasn't putting out, man. I I was like. Like I have, I have kids by this girl. Like we were together for a long time, and she just stopped. Like, you know, I don't know what it was, man. You know, I thought I think it was like depression or something. And you know, I try to do. I, I went through all the measures. Like if I was white, you know, I was like, <laughs> hey, should we go see a counselor? Should we do this? You know, because <clears throat> I tell everyone utilize these tools. Mm-hmm. All these tools that we have, like psychiatrists, you know therapists we have all these tools that we can use but people don't utilize them they're so you know? expensive they're they are expensive but you know there's there's ways around it but um so if you uh if um like she so she wasn't putting out she wasn't putting out so i um i was like i got the toy and i was using the toy because usually you know when i'm jacking the beanstalk it's just like it's just regular so i wanted something that feels almost real so then i won't go out and she because my eyes started wandering and i told her that i said you know what all these years we've been together like i've never wandered but i noticed myself like checking out butts from time to time or you know like looking a lot more and i told her this i said look it i'm starting to like notice other women like these are these are steps that happen like this is probably real stuff that happens in like marriages and stuff you know what i mean sure like guys start but but guys like uh, um i don't know guys like me I don't when I'm in a relationship my eyes don't really wander like that. When I hear guys like really gawking and stuff, like it, it's confusing to me. So um so what I did is I got the I got the little 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 toy that I got the little Is it a dildo? I think it's called a Fifi, right? Yeah, they make the the Fifi, no, a Fifi is, is like a prisoner prison yeah. with a towel and they put a, <laughs> yeah. a latex glove inside. I thought oh, it was okay, so a pocket pussy. Okay, that's exactly what I think that's what the label was. Okay. So I got that thing and uh, you know, I was using it. Oh, it felt so great. Oh, it was, oh man, it felt real. I even got the tingle when I had to pull it off like <laughs> I have to leave it on there for a little while cuz that's warm like No, no. You don't you don't yeah, you don't think about that, man. Somebody can be doing surgery on my back while I'm getting some and I'll be cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think about that stuff. So and then I got some like some lube. They it came with some lube, but the Walmart lube was mm-hmm. way better. I put a lot in there, you know, and just 
And then all of a sudden, like, I fell in love with this thing, bro. Like, it was my baby. You make me want one. <laughs> it was my baby, man. Like, you could put it in between the bed, the mattress of the bed. Ah, too Ooh, much and work. You could, I know it's a lot of work, but you get creative, man. You, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Put it between the yeah. mattress and the yeah. box spring yeah. and just hold it like a dog. Oh, my goodness. And then I'm talking, you be going. But you got to be careful because the the, the the lube, it goes out the back. Oh. And you have a big old puddle of lube in <laughs> You just work it you out. You open the bed up. You see a big old <laughs> stain of lube right there. Oh but so, so as I'm using this thing over and over, day after day after day, I see the pigment in my junk start to like like fade like in different areas, you know? Mm. Yeah. And, and, it kept, and then I was like, ah, I'm just going to use it one more time. I'm just gonna it's do it like one more time. It's like doing cocaine. Yeah. Just add just one more. Yep, one line. more time, one and then more. like it started really lighting up. Till there was there was spots like white spots, like 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 if my skin, you know, like a like um like Domino from uh, Deadpool, the movie Deadpool. You know how her eye was like oh yeah, had that yeah little, like a bit of Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's it. Started doing Joe that. Rogan hands. Yeah, it started doing that. Now I got I had like well some of them went away, but then I still got like you know the pigments gone. So mm. I have like a my my junk look like a like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's black and white spot, you know. It's custom, bro. It's oh, custom. No man. <laughs> In the dark you can see those those you can see this the the, oh, the cow man. spots. You're like, hey, what's that? I gotta explain the story over and over oh, again. Oh you've had a you had a Yes, people it. look at it and they tell like, me why do you got a spot? Why yep, they're like, Hey, what is that? Hold yeah, up. Are you honest with them? You tell them. I tell them exactly what happened. Off with this fucking pussy. Exactly what happened. It. Yep. I was an honest man. Up my and skin. I, I was trying to be a good man in a relationship and not do that. But hey, that's not the first time I've done. Well, with the pigment, the pigment, that thing, it was from that toy. I told you I should have called the authorities. I should have sued that company because they, they didn't say nothing about it doing it's that. Not too late. I know. But I have heard that uh, excessive masturbation, even with your hand, could do that. Can cause hyperpigmentation or depigmentation. So, oh, like, you ever seen like a like you ever seen somebody and they like maybe watch porn and like their their skin's not that dark and they just pull out a dark ass dick. That's what that's from. I'll tell you because I um, you know that's I, I read that before that they that they, that excessive masturbation could cause. Well, that's how girls with the lips and stuff. Yeah, it's from playing with it a lot to make it make them hang and stuff. You got to do a lot to them to make it to make it get. Okay, you know, so beat up like that. Okay, before we say that, just to clarify, right out of the box, your all vaginas look different. Some girls have some some real um, meaty labia, but sometimes, man, I've seen some videos out there where they yeah. they've really abused that thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, like you know, you see the girl that you know she's forcing out like a softball or something. Yeah, that she's shoved up there, and it looks real abused. Yeah. It doesn't. It never looks normal. When they're doing that kind of thing, you know what I mean? It, it looks like it's taking some damage. The yeah. same with a, the same with an anus, right? The same with an anus. Yeah, the more you beat it up, the, you know, it starts you know, to change. It starts to change a whole Even lot. Though it's made for that. But when I when I was younger, you know, like <clears throat> women don't like to talk about. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want no, to admit it. Of course it. not. Of course not. They don't want to admit that there's any change ever. They think but, from birth to death, you always have this delicate flower, and no amount of sex or putting anything in there or any kind of abuse is going to change it. It's still going to be beautiful. They could push out nine children and, nope. you know, eight bounce back. Not the case. <laughs> nope. Not the case. No, it gets beat up. It doesn't. And I will say this, got that and I, and I'm only going to say that, be, I'm only going to say this because I have personal experience here with a before and after children, it doesn't always snap back. Girls, um, and you know what girls can do? 
the kegel. So, kegeling. Yeah, kegels are good. But you know if they wash it with vinegar. Oh, that sounds disgusting. And it, it sounds, sounds like disgusting. It sounds dis- their natural. Nope. Their nope. natural nope. balance. Nope. Vinegar is good. Good stuff, baby. Good stuff. I'm telling you, look, if girls wash it with vinegar, it tightens that baby back up like if she was brand new. Hey, I, I need to look you, into that. Man, you better ask white Jesus himself. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. I introduced, you know what? Because of my mom being as open as she was, like there's some girls that I have to like, I have to talk to them like about how they have to clean it. Like girls don't know. I guess like some parents don't teach their daughters how to clean it. That's true. They really don't know. Girls like you, you get down there and like they got some, you know, they got some stench. You're like, hey, uh, you know, but then when you talk to them about it, some get offended and I tell them, no, no, you know what? We're here to learn from each other. This is what we do. But I'm an open mind dude. So I, but I, I, I you know, I kind of walk into it slowly and mm-hmm. make sure they know. And then, you know, and then. And if it's like, if, you know, if it's a little, you know, worn, got a couple miles on it, you tell them you get that vinegar, girl, and just... Have you ever heard of some of these, like, spas where they have, like, a, they, like, steam your vagina? You, like, sit on this, like... Oh, that's a that's an African thing, yeah. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, that's an African thing, man. African pussy steam. Yeah, yeah. That sounds so... You know what, I'll send you you a video of, uh, like, like... African girls doing it like you know they're steaming I it. I don't think I want to yeah. see that. And they get the um, the yoni eggs. Yeah, put in there. Yeah. No, yeah, send it to me. I don't want to see it, but I. I no, 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 I no. Just like watch it, man. It's it's like this girl is just like the you know the lady that you showed me doing the yoga and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that, but just African. You know, we like we, pussy yoga. Talking about yeah, 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 yeah. Vaginal mm-hmm. yoga, yoni yoga. Yeah, the yoni yoni would, eggs. If they did that, would it be would they be considered like yoni yogis? Hmm. I don't know, Ooh. but I know uh, the yoni eggs. Girls don't use. I think a lot of girls don't use yoni eggs. They use the little balls, like those little balls. Like yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I yeah. found a couple of those one time, and I like. I had a lady. Funny. I had a lady in front of me, right here at Ralph's. One of those. She's in front of me, and she's in sweatpants, and one of those, those those Ben Wall balls fell right out of her pussy and rolled down towards me. Did you pick it up and give it back to her? I I honestly I didn't even know what it was. It had rolled a good three feet and. She, she, she knew it came out. It popped out. Yeah. And it and it rolled out of her pant leg and it rolled towards me and she just turned around real quick and she almost knocked me over trying to grab it and she just she didn't say a word and I looked at it. I didn't it didn't register with me for for a good like three or four seconds and then I just started laughing. Huh. Did you get her number? I can't. I actually can't say that right now. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Damn man. Hey. So. I decided to have you on the podcast. Super glad you came on. I know I told you we we're just gonna sit down and talk for like an hour. It's been like two hours. <laughs> oh my night. goodness, time flies so fast. <laughs> I know what Joe Rogan's talk about now, huh? Man, it goes we fast. We can keep doing this. We can keep oh. doing this. Um, but I don't want to tax my listeners too much. I kind of want to like <laughs> give them give them an opportunity to not have to listen to a three hour podcast. Oh, okay. But I'm super down to do this again. Yeah, let's you do don't. it, man. For reals, you just just hit me up. I'm pretty much not doing anything all day. <laughs> um, and we'll talk a little bit more about about whatever, man. And uh, and hopefully we get some feedback about this episode. Too. Yeah, hopefully if you know, if, well if you know any uh, white women that are single, got a good job and a good car and a house that I can stay in. I thought you wanted a black queen. Man, I'm trying to get on the high level. Remember, I was telling you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, 
and sticking with us here. If you're still here at the end, thanks so much for listening. Uh, any final words, man? Any words of wisdom you want to leave, you want to part with? I got the perfect, the perfect slogan for everyone. Mm. If at first you don't succeed, give up and try something new. Try something else. <laughs> thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode.